Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Namihi nui and welcome to Our Changing World from RNZ National. For the last few years on Summer Science, we've been featuring some original podcasts produced by University of Otago students as part of their master's degrees in science communication. This week, Colin Smilly looks at the issue of medicinal cannabis. There's a certain agenda of how, how medicine is to be presented and organic, raw cannabis grown in someone's garden does not fit with that model. Currently, 23 states in America permit the use of medicinal cannabis, as do Canada, Israel, and Uruguay. And Victoria recently became the first Australian state to permit its use for certain conditions. Where does the debate on this seemingly controversial issue sit in New Zealand? A recent poll showed a majority of Kiwis are in favour of legalising cannabis for medicinal use. But it doesn't look like the government will be relaxing the laws anytime soon. I asked some people on the street if medicinal cannabis should be legal in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, sure, if that's what helps you. Yes, I think it should be legal. If it works, it works. No, it shouldn't be legalised. They just want to get high. Yes, it should be. And it kind of makes me angry that it isn't already, because if it's been proven many times to help for medical purposes and people are suffering and they don't need to, and it makes me so angry. On one side of the debate are those that argue the many benefits for cannabis for a multitude of health problems. And there have been a limited number of studies showing, for instance, that... Smoked cannabis was well-tolerated and effectively relieved chronic neuropathic pain from HIV-associated sensory neuropathy. Those on the other side say the science isn't there to back up these claims. And, as Peter Dunn, Associate Minister for Health, has said... Any cannabis-based product intended for medicinal use must first go through the appropriate clinical trial and approvals process before it can be imported, manufactured, prescribed or dispensed. Another argument against is that medicinal cannabis is just a red herring to make the eventual legalisation of recreational cannabis easier to achieve and that legal medicinal cannabis leads to more teen use. However, a study published in April 2015 reported that Our results are not consistent with the hypothesis that legalisation of medical marijuana caused an increase in the use of marijuana among high school students. In fact, estimates from our preferred specification are small, consistently negative, and are never statistically distinguishable from zero. Which means that there was no correlation between the enactment of medical marijuana laws and increases in teen use. I wanted to understand the disconnect in these viewpoints. So I sat down with Abe Gray of Whakamana, the Cannabis Museum of Aotearoa, to find out why there's such a gap in opinions. Let's start with an easy one. What is medicinal cannabis? Everyone has a different description of what medical cannabis means. Now, to Peter Dunn, you have to be visibly crippled or dying, and then you can take a pill made out of an extracted molecule as long as it's made by an international pharmaceutical company. To him, that counts as medical cannabis. 
Now, to me, I've been in California where anybody can just go to the doctor and say, you know, I have some back pain and when I smoke weed it feels better and I don't want to take pills or morphine or anything like that. And they can get it and they can go to a dispensary, they can buy raw buds and they can smoke them. And that's medical cannabis. So then where does the law in New Zealand stand at the moment? Currently, medicinal cannabis, as most people would describe it, is illegal in New Zealand. However, uh, some of the active cannabinoids in cannabis, THC and CBD, um, are scheduled to be available as medicines, but currently they require ministerial approval. There was a recent UMR poll that showed 72% of New Zealanders support legalizing medicinal cannabis. Do you reckon there's an accurate representation of the difference between the public and the government's views? Yeah, I think it's really important that we got that new poll data because, you know, what the politicians say is, oh, the public's not ready. And, but then no one will commission a poll to see if they are ready. Now we have it, and it's clear that they are ready. Okay, well, part of the argument against medicinal cannabis is that we don't know enough about it, and there isn't enough science available. Is that true? The science on this plant has been held back because of uh, the illegality, the prohibition of cannabis. So, um, you know, the basic botanical experiments that we would have done on um, other, you know, medical or crop species back in the 1800s haven't been done. Well, then doesn't that mean there isn't enough evidence? You know, when they say there's no evidence, well, that's true. There is no evidence because the evidence has been prevented from being gathered, um, you know, because of the legal status. But what we do have is, uh, you know, over 10,000 years of practical evidence in terms of people using the drug. It's very non-toxic. No one's ever died from it. Indeed. According to an article published in the American Scientist magazine, the author could find... No published cases in the English language that document deaths from smoked marijuana. You know, if you have a compound that could benefit the patient and there's not enough of this first-order evidence like clinical trials, then you go to second-order evidence, what they call case reports or case studies. So that's when an individual's used it and they've had a positive effect and this has been written up. Then that is also evidence. There's plenty of um, the second-order evidence, uh, you know, case reports, which doctors routinely use in other medical paradigms. So why we would call it, you know, anecdotal or uh, insufficient in this case doesn't make sense to me. Tell me, what conditions can cannabis, in whatever form, be useful for? There's a huge list of conditions that it can be useful for. The most obvious is things like chronic pain. Um, it's a great pain reliever. There's also been a lot of promise shown with epilepsy and other um, conditions involving seizures, Whereas THC seems to be really good for pain, CBD seems to be really good for moderating seizures. In uh, some of the few jurisdictions where it's legal, like on a whole government level, like Israel, post-traumatic stress disorder is one of the major conditions that it's prescribed for. What about the idea that legalizing medicinal use is just a pathway to legalizing recreational use? California, interestingly, has had medical marijuana for 20 years now. And they've had votes on a referendum for full-scale recreational legalization two or maybe even three times, and it's been defeated every time. If 
having medical cannabis is the thin end of the wedge to recreational, well, in California, that's not the case. Okay. What about the sort of potential harms from cannabis? Hardly anyone actually smokes cannabis anymore in these legal jurisdictions. That's like so last century, man. You vape it, you eat it, you drink the beverages, um, and none of those have any of these harms associated with it. You're not smoking tar in your lungs, therefore you can't get carcinogenic effects. Regulation delays onset of use and allows harmful use to be more easily identified. It's going to take years or even decades to unravel all of this. Um, and keeping patients waiting when we know it's effective, um, when there's you know very little evidence of toxicity or side effects, um, seems a bit cruel. After speaking to Abe, I decided to talk to a local Dunedin resident who uses cannabis medicinally to get her opinion. So what do you use cannabis for? I suffer from chronic pain due to a past back injury. In this country, I can't get medical cannabis legally. I can get relatively easy access to opioids to treat my chronic pain, but these have many side effects for me. So I self-medicate using cannabis just so that I can lead an active life. Um, However, I'm made to feel like a criminal for this. So what's wrong with the opioids you take? Don't they help the pain? Yeah, but to get rid of the pain, I need to take hundreds of milligrams of a drug like tramadol every day. This drug makes me constipated, makes me feel nauseous and lethargic, um, and I end up having to take other medications just to deal with these side effects. And what about the cannabis? I don't need very much of it, and the pain is reduced. No nausea, no stomach problems, and no extra medications. What about side effects to cannabis? Well, compared to tramadol, there's barely any for me. I do get in the munchies, though. (laughs) (laughs) So in what form do you use your cannabis? I use a vaporiser in order to get the THC out of my cannabis. Um, And I do this because, uh, one, it tastes better, and uh, two, it reduces the the harmful effect on my lungs and respiratory system. What do you say to those who claim that you just want easy access to weed so you can get high? Hey, I'd much rather have the benefits of cannabis without getting high. I don't particularly like being stoned all the time. But for me, I find that weed works better than any other medications that I've tried. And what does your doctor say about you using cannabis? Uh, My doctor actually says that if it was legal, he would prescribe it. So maybe a more compassionate approach might be useful here. Perhaps legalisation and regulation is the best way. But it sounds like we need a proper debate on the subject. Shall we follow the lead of other countries? Or maybe we should blaze our own trail. Thanks to University of Otago science communication student Colin Smilly for that podcast. And he was talking with Abe Gray from Fokomana, the Cannabis Museum of Aotearoa. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter at RNZ Science. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.